between 1846 and 1870, California's indigenous population plummeted from perhaps 150,000 individuals to not more than 30,000 survivors. And, and much of that killing was driven by the state of California. When California's legislators first convened in 1850, one of their very first orders of business was banning all Indians from voting, barring those with one half of Indian blood or more from giving evidence for or against whites in criminal cases, and then denying Indians the right to serve as jurors. And soon thereafter, California's assemblymen and senators banned Indians from serving as attorneys. So if you think about this basic situation, these laws shut California Indian people out of participation in and protection by the state legal system. And this was you know, effectively a, a virtual grant of impunity to those who attacked them. But then they went quite a bit farther. They ended up funding 24 different state militia expeditions that killed an absolute minimum of 1,340 California Indian people during those years. And they funded them. They passed three bills in the 1850s that raised up to $1.15 million to fund these operations. Huge amount of money at that time, both for past and for future militia operations. And, and by demonstrating that the state of California would not punish killers, but instead reward them, these militia expeditions helped to inspire vigilantes to kill at least 6,460 California Indian people between 1846 and 1873. The endorsement of genocide was only very thinly veiled. So, for example, in 1851, California's first democratically elected governor, Peter Burnett, declared that, and I quote, a war of extermination will continue to be waged until the Indian race becomes extinct. Another example would be California's Senator John Weller in Washington in 1852, the man who became the governor of the state in 1858. He told his colleagues in the U.S. Senate that California Indians, and I quote, will be exterminated before the onward march of the white man. And he argued that the interest of the white man demands their extinction. Why was it so important for the state and federal governments to eliminate the Indians? The newcomers wanted the gold. They wanted the timber. They wanted the water. They wanted the grazing land. They wanted the farming land. And all of the other resources that make California today the most populous prosperous state in the wealthiest and most powerful nation on earth. And they wanted to be sure there would be no one with another claim to ownership of the land. That's right. So there were to be treaties with California Indian people. There were treaty negotiations that set aside approximately one out of every seven acres in California for reservation lands. But the State Assembly and the State Senate of California made a big ruckus to prevent these treaties from being ratified by the United States Senate. So instead of one-seventh of the state being set aside for reservations, less than one percent of the state was set aside for reservations. But there was also a huge amount of hating going on and a great deal of dehumanization. That was part of the, the justification for all of this. Mike Tyson, the heavyweight fighter, said, everybody has a plan until he gets punched in the face. When we're angry, we cannot think straight. Those in charge did all they could to make people angry at the native Californians. I think that journalists were sort of the people fanning the flames uh, even more than the politicians. There were calls in rural newspapers in 
places like Chico and and even in big city newspapers like Sacramento, but especially in the smaller places, Wairica or Redlands, where there were journalists calling for the extermination of this state's original indigenous people. They would talk about them as a threat, not only to economic development and wealth creation, but also as a threat to colonists and to their children and their wives. I've been speaking with UCLA Professor Benjamin Madley. Dr. Madley will be speaking at an event of music and information presented by the Nissanon Tribe at the Center for the Arts this Sunday from 3.30 in the afternoon until 7.30. For information on that event, go online to nissanon.org. For KVMR, I'm Al Stoller.